What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 96. Today with my guest, Giorgio Brufos from the Massachusetts band Pre-Game Rituals. This is his second time on the show. I can't quite remember how I first came across Pre-Game Rituals, but I've definitely become a fan of the band since Giorgio last came on the show, which was back on episode 31, and I figured I'd get him back on again here because they have a new song called Persian Nights, which was featured on this episode momentarily. And you'll hear it in its entirety at the end of the episode as well. Um, I should mention that if you pick up most of their music on Bandcamp, then the proceeds go to uh, a couple different charities. One is for the Haven Project, which uh, supports finding shelter for young adults around Massachusetts. And uh, I believe that charity is associated with buying uh, Honest Eyes, their first album. And then their other song, Faded Gold, uh, supports uh, another homeless charity in Massachusetts. But uh, anyway, whether you are friends or fans of the band, hopefully you enjoy our conversation. Um, I personally like to listen to a podcast while driving, but uh, regardless of where you're listening, thanks for doing so, and thanks for supporting local music in general. This podcast is inching ever closer towards episode 100 which is pretty cool i got a big guest coming up for that and uh we'll hopefully have some other cool announcements coming up for summer 22 uh yeah hopefully you yourself are doing all right staying safe stay sane uh the colder temperatures are here at least on the east coast but uh you know such as winter i guess uh feel free to drop a subscription or comment on the podcast if you like it and you can also hit me up through the Instagram or Facebook pages if you have new music coming out yourself. Lastly, uh, this podcast is now partially brought to you by the Music Video Accelerator course, which is the first online course that teaches you how to make your own professional music videos like Voice Avenue, but on your iPhone, as well as with regular commercial video equipment. So you can learn more at musicvideoaccelerator.com and mention the Part-Time Rockstar podcast for discounts. But uh, yeah. Without wasting too much more time here, we'll get to the interview with Giorgio. time there no i'm actually just cold so i'm purposefully putting this around me right now yeah it's already cold up in uh up in bass there i mean i don't know maybe i'm extra sensitive to it but uh it's only i mean 
I, I think it's like 50, maybe 40s, 50s, but with like a slight wind chill. But I just feel it easing into winter, and I'm just not too yeah. pumped about it. I don't know. I'm like less. Uh, it seems that recently I'm less responsive to uh, cold weather. Yeah, another feeling. Getting older kind of sucks when it comes might to that. Have to do with it. But it's uh, it's like 70 down here in Baltimore today, which is kind of crazy. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think those days are gone until probably April here, May. Yeah. Maybe later, well, actually. What am I talking about? Probably June. Yeah, you guys are probably like 10 feet of snow by Christmas or something. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Sometimes... Sometimes it accumulates, sometimes it doesn't. Depends on the year, but it's always very cold. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, well, uh, yeah, it's been a little while since uh, we, uh, we last talked, I guess. Probably like a year. But uh, obviously, I still keep tabs on your guys' uh, music when it comes out and all that. So, um, got the, uh, the new one, Persian Nights, which is... Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious if that's a whole uh, whole like album in the works or EP or if that's uh, kind of a one-off single. I think um, although there's a lot of imagery behind that and you can kind of take that, in my opinion, in, in you know many different directions as far as like themes and things like that, I think as of right now, it's just like a one-off single. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, the theme of the song? I didn't quite get so, my finger on it. Yeah, with a lot of the songs that I write, you're probably maybe beginning to notice this or not. Either way is fine. But um, it seems as though there's more just a general feeling or, or um, sort of setting I chase after. Not so much, you know, lyrics that very obviously point in a very specific situation. And I feel like you can say that with a lot of people's music, too. That's kind of what makes it unique. To the to the artist or or band or what yeah. have you, but um, yeah, I mean to answer the question, it's it's nothing really in particular. Sometimes I find myself talking about different topics of either just life, my own life, or um, in the same song as well. Um, so I think I'm more a fan of presenting lyrics that are just you know stimulating to read and are interesting or rhyme in a, a nice kind of way. Um, but, you know, I, I have yet to come up with lyrics that tell a very um, obvious, like, cohesive, I guess, story. That's just not how yeah. I write, I suppose. Um, so, so really, you can really put your own uh, spin on it. But I do think that the riff in the beginning is very, um, I don't know, it just, th that's probably what stemmed me to pick the name. Because the you know the way it, it it bends and stuff like that, it it seems to me at least a little bit indicative of you know something sort of in that culture or something Persian Middle Eastern. I mean, I'm Greek, so I'm like not too far separated. So I've you yeah. know I think a lot of the music that I grew up listening to from like you know being in a Greek household kind of had certain sounds emulating that mm. kind of thing. So I don't know if, if some of it's, um, you know, subconscious or like driven from or hailing from like growing up as a kid and stuff. But yeah, coming up with that riff and that name 
just seemed to make sense and then i just kind of wrote the lyrics um from there yeah i was gonna guess i mean i think you you teach music right is what you said before or say that again i think you said you teach music um I do. yeah i was gonna say maybe it's some crazy like you know mode or something like that some scale that you're working on like mixolydian or whatever yeah like you it's know. funny like i understand you know obviously having gone to school for and stuff like that you know theoretically i can i guess differentiate and explain what makes a scale a scale and what different ones you know how they alter and things of that nature but but when it comes to writing it's just sort of if anything it's more so so the memorization of shapes like on the guitar and, and trying to manipulate them in ways that'll come up with cool sounds and then when something comes about um you know I, i'll try to build upon that but but it's always just toying around first and seeing what tickles my fancy, so to speak, like at that time. I never really go into it with like a premeditated like, oh, let me mess around with like a Dorian thing and see what I come up with or, yeah. you know, anything like that. Which, I mean, there's really no, if you ask me, there's no right or wrong. It's just, it's unique to the creator. But yeah. I, up until this point, I don't uh, initiate it that way. It's usually just like noodling around, um, you know, the different shapes that I'm used to and trying to you know, evoke certain riffs, which is like not foreign to me. Because even before this band, any band that I was in, I was never, you know, the primary songwriter or, or, or singer. I was more just like the lead guitarist. So, so that part always like came easy to me, like coming up with riffs and stuff like that. So I, it's just my go-to essentially. Um but yeah, I, I just, uh, through years of doing it, you know, it just kind of, it, it just more so happens. It's not that easy to explain necessarily, but, uh, but I don't go into it with like a theoretical mindset really. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I'll you. use theory, like, I'll use it more like in transitions maybe and stuff like that going from like a verse to a chorus, you know, I could ask myself like, do I want to like hold a certain chord out or do I want to do something with a lot of hits and make it like chromatic? meaning like you know it goes up in like half steps or down in half steps for a sort of um more jarring transition maybe for specific things in in songwriting like that maybe i'll draw back to like theory i guess or it's more so like an idea and then i guess you can label it with like the theory terms and stuff but um yeah yeah no, i got you i'm kind of similar uh, i know my old uh guitar teacher he uh he was kind of funny though, because he would like try to like challenge himself to like write within different modes or scales. Because mm -hmm. he would say, he would say things that like, well, it actually helps creatively to have rules, because then that way you have like a set parameter to work within. So it kind of actually it limits you, but in a, like in a sort of freeing way, because you have options, but not too many options. I think doing sense. things like that can be great because like. Like many, you know, I, I hit certain points sometimes where I'm just not really, whether it be inspired or driven to come up with like new material. And then sometimes I'll just do it in small spurts, but I'll do like a lot. So I think having a regulated thing like that at times could help you sort of evoke something, even though it might not be the, <clears throat> your primary way of doing it. I think it's a good way to kind of, um, if you're in a situation yeah. where you're not coming up with anything, but you would like to, um, doing something like that could help. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got I can, you. Like, that makes sense to me. 
or even if you want to learn how to improvise on an instrument, like one thing that I always, you know, was taught and, and try to tell other kids as well is, um, you know, you could take the approach where you limit yourself to like three notes, let's say, while mm -hmm. you're improvising, but then how you manipulate the rhythm with those three notes is completely up to you. So you know that, you know, you're cemented to those three specific notes, but there's still so much that you can do um, in other facets musically to, to make, you know, the solo that you're playing or the, the, yeah. the improvisation um, still impactful and meaningful and, and be enjoyable to listen to, you know, and it, and, it, and it works out, you know, that musical part of your mind that like does the rhythm and, and, you know, the dynamics and things like that, because now, you know, you only have three notes. But you can yeah. do it on the flip side too, and and you know, limit the rhythms, and 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 you know, be be able to use as many notes as you want. You know, it's all just testing yourself. But yeah. it goes back to the, what you said, where that guy seems to put himself in a situation where he has to abide by something and still make something creative. I, I think that's that's a good idea. It's a good exercise. Yeah, if nothing else, it's just kind of fun. I know uh, I was talking to uh, a bass player recently and he was like, I, I think he tries to like mimic conversations in cadence sometimes when he's coming up with bass lines. Or he said something to that effect and it was like, it's kind of interesting. I think he was, maybe he was just talking about like the patterns of language in the way he like approaches the rhythm for a bass line, which I thought was kind of interesting, but maybe a little over, over the top, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I hear guitar players sometimes, and I can see how this makes sense where they'll say like, you know, you should be able to ideally sing your solo and like they'll they'll like they'll sing like a really cool jazzy line or, or you know, a pentatonic scale line with like, you know, cool passing notes in between the pentatonic scale notes. So it'll be like kind of jazzy and they'll like scat it with their voice and but then they'll play yeah. the guitar at the same time that stuff is really cool to see um i mean not everybody can do that it's a good thing to begin to practice you know what i mean kind of enhances your listening and uh helps you with phrasing um but it's really neat w when i see people do that yeah i always thought like the uh the kings of doing that would probably like slash and, and santana and uh guitar players like that because mm -hmm. if That'd you don't don't have that ability and all you have is the like the pyrotechnics and the technical ability it, it always feels a little hollow like something's kind of missing or whatever i hear what you're saying and i think at many times musicians that are more that realm and don't have the ability to to do that as um successfully as others i think some of them you know there's still great musicians that don't have those abilities. And I think some of them just can use different ways to sort through that by a not yeah. soloing as much or B doing kind of a less is more approach and, and making the solo just very singable. And I mean, when you get down that, it all depends on context of the song and genre and things like that. But you know, yeah, it all depends really. Yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, the uh, your guys' uh, t-shirts came out pretty sick there. I still rock mine a fair, a fair amount. Yeah. I get a lot of comments on it. The uh, PBR yeah, shirt. Cool. Love it. Yeah, yeah, that that one, um, I think we toyed around with that one for a while and originally weren't sure how we were going to execute it, whether it be uh, stickers or, or maybe an, an eventual shirt. 
because um you know our abbreviated name does closely relate to the abbreviation of Paps Blue Ribbon PBR yeah. um, P PGR. Um so just doing a playoff that just seemed to, you know, make sense. Um so yeah, and we had our our friend Jeff who's um done art for us in the past, um kind of help us um put it together. And then we just made those shirts. And then the the cat one um was just, you know, just so we could have something to offshoot the the white um yeah. kind of beer um aesthetic idea kind of coming from a whole different place but you know we wanted some variety out there so yeah it's mildly ironic because uh the beer that i actually used for our latest logo is uh closer to your neck of the woods up in uh rhode island but it's the narragansett uh logo yep. more or less I've had yeah at a couple places nice, yes man. like my favorite cheap beer we, we finally got it down here um, oh really finally came in that's good but I've, I've gone up there you know before because i got some family up there it's cool that it's here so figured uh we'll see who gets in copyright trouble first it's, yeah uh, well the, the good thing is i think it would actually be good for either one of us because that would mean you were somehow popular enough for someone to notice that far you know what i mean yeah i think i think uh financially we're not uh really like <laughs> giving them a run for their money um but yeah that's the joke the running kind of play, take on it that i have always had where it's like well if we actually get pursued for something like this that's just like great marketing so <laughs> yeah pretty much but i've seen people do it for years i mean yeah if they're gonna start cracking down on that they have a lot of work to do because almost they got them. like they, they do at least that one piece of merch that emulates some like an already established symbol or trademark you know yeah they got bigger fish to fry i would imagine yeah um, i agree with that um do you guys have any uh shows on the docket we do um it's you know we're kind of at the phase of you know slowly both getting asked to join shows and then you know being in contact with some venues that we've worked with in the past. And um, the most upcoming one, which we, I, I think the flyer is still in the works. And um, I just kind of confirmed it recently is, is um, I, I won't give like the specific date. Cause I don't know how it, they want to run it with like promoting it and stuff like that, but it is going to be later this month at like a brewery in, in Somerville. So nice. that's like the mo most, that's the closest date um and then we have a couple books um for next year that will promote um you know in the ensuing um months um but yeah. we have about like three i would say yeah three that are pretty much like cemented um and then we'll we'll, we'll see from there but it's good yeah. it's good to be playing again we had one show since covid at um a, a smaller but like really pop popular venue called O'Brien's um, yeah. in Austin that we played and it went well. It was it was nice to um, be able to do that again after so long. You said Austin or Boston? Austin? No, um, this is like a little bit further than um, like the actual city of Boston. Boston. It's, okay. Um, 
but it's it's called Alston. Ah, gotcha. It's like a pretty um good. There's a lot of like of a younger, you know, um, kind of indie DIY community. There's like a lot of yeah um, DIY businesses, and uh, there's you know it's just like a, a hub of of music and art like in that in the area in the greater boston area i guess you could say yeah so it's cool it's cool there so and like you know since covid i feel like the venues are only getting more um kind of scarce and that's a place that is you know actively having bands um and so you know because of that it's becoming sort of uh i mean it, it's it's always had it's establishment as far as like, you know, a lot of people knew of the venue and people played shows there, but it seems like maybe it's just me, but now more than before, it's like really like the place to play, you know? So yeah. I'm glad I got to play there as the first show back. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Nice you guys have only like played one. Like, what's up? That's crazy. You guys have only played one so far. Oh, since, since after COVID you mean? Yeah. Is, are yeah. things still pretty locked down or is it just more of a band um, choice or I mean it's definitely not what it was of course but there are shows that happen I mean but it is just regulated and so it's yeah. a situation where you abide by you know the rules of having a mask or a negative test I think a lot, a lot depending on the place it differs I mean some I've also seen things cancelled too um, for whatever reasons um, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, bands don't agree with the regulations or, or they decided to cancel it because of changes or I, I'm not really sure, but it, I'm just kind of reporting what I've been seeing, um, yeah. online and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think a lot of people have adapted to it and like, I don't know if I want to use the word embrace, but like do are doing what they have to do in order to attend these events. Cause they realize, you know, how, how much importance it has in their lives being able to see live music or or play live music um but uh yeah i don't know if it's like every i i don't think that every band's like full swing again you know what i mean i think a lot of bands might be in the stage that mine's in right now where we're just starting to play shows again and, and book things and you know plan band um that's my cat ban yeah. things in, in, in that way you know what i mean like as far as shows you know because i mean during covid the, the the mindset was always just writing and because we knew that that wasn't an option yeah. so that was like the main focus and we did write a lot because of that and i'm kind of i i'm thankful for it because if we were playing shows that whole time i feel like the writing process would still be there but it wouldn't be as um as present as as it was this last year because of what was going on so yeah yeah i got you it seems to be what most people kind of angling for um so is there like a follow-up to persian nights like single wise or is, is that there's much the main definitely deal? so we have probably since persian nights because we we went and recorded three songs um a few a few months back several months back i should say that were you know 
we, we talked previously and we knew that um, marketing these as like standalone singles was going to be like our goal for, for that, for those three songs rather than another EP. Yeah. Um, and all the while, so we, so we recorded those songs and basically we're sitting on them for months because we knew that we wanted to kind of promote them each separately and give it time to, you know, you know, give it like a month, month and a half to, to be out and, you know, promote it and couldn't really play shows with it. But, um, yeah. So now that, that those two are out there, there is one remaining that we have to release, which will be early next year, it seems. And, uh, from there, we just have to get back in the studio because we have like, I want to say at, at least eight, maybe more. I'd have to go over them in my head. Songs written after these get released. Okay. So um, I think most most realistically, we'll just have to um, get those into a condition where we think that, you know, that's the final song. Maybe one or two have to be written. Um well, I mean, we'll talk about it and that thing kind of takes care of itself, but it seems that we're inching toward like having a full album's worth of material, but obviously there's more work to do to, you know, get to that finalized stage. I mean, as you know, it's, it's a process. So, but we have written a lot of new songs that we haven't even played live out live or anything like that yet. So it's yeah. good that we have like that kind of work cut out for us. It'd be better than like, not having any new songs written and that kind of thing but we we hit a nice stride um you know during uh this past year where um songs just have been you know put into the practice rotation and you know i'm, I'm writing more more some are more finalized than others of course but um it's just good to see that we're actively like working on the most music we've ever worked on it's just it's it's a cool cool experience, you know. Yeah. Did you always always have uh, four guys in the band, or is that a recent nope. addition? Very recent. Um, James joined. Well, he played the first show with us when we played that first show 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 back. So that was our first show as actually like a four piece. But um, he joined a, basically a couple months back. It, it was kind of a quick process where. Um, you know, we had him come for, for a practice and, and try things out. And, you know, we, we knew at that point that, um, we were open to another guitar player just to like fill our sound out live a little bit more yeah. and, um, kind of in ways, e e this is for me, but like, I feel like it, it eases my burden of trying to play guitar and sing at the same time. Cause it's just like not easy to do. And for anybody mm -hmm. that does it that does it and does both very well. That's just like very inspiring to see. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it'll help me, uh, sing, just sing and play guitar more and not always have to actively do both, which sometimes I do and I'm fine with doing. Um, but it's yeah. nice to sometimes, you know, not have to be going at it full force with both things at the same time. Yeah, no, especially like, like I do both as well. And it, you sort of have to cater your writing, sometimes oh absolutely that, um, you know it's funny you say that because that's one thing i've noticed where like in other groups that i've been in my sole focus was to come up with riffs in those bands yeah. you know and that was like my thing and that's what i would enjoy doing as my role in that in that band but like now having a more songwriter role i will 
write these riffs or chord progressions that I know because I've tried it out like with an acoustic guitar and stuff like that leading up to it I know that that's like what I can like pull off I guess um, yeah but even and even so sometimes it is still like a challenge because there'll be times where you know I'll plan what I sing and what I play and even though it won't be tight yet because it is challenging like I'll I'll know what I have to put in to learn it and then eventually like with time it comes like in the when I first wrote Reasonable Doubt that song from our EP Honest Eyes yeah uh, that was rough at first to sing that's the it's still the one with with the riff and the chorus it's that one or Two Homes I thought I can't remember no Two Homes is the one with the riff and the chorus that one was okay that one wasn't that bad that was not bad that one seemed like kind of a bitch to play if you had to say yeah it. james said that too our, our other guitar player just because like, i mean different guitar players they have different strengths and focuses and things that they can do that you know more naturally they're inclined to do than others and for me those kind of riffs are things that um like those kind of hammer-ons and pull-offs and you know the the constant uh strumming single note thing you know yeah. i've always written riffs like that so that's not as much of a pain in the butt. I mean, granted, the uh, vocal melody is not easy in two homes in the chorus. It's like a weird interval. It's a big jump. So that's that would be hard for me anyways. But playing the riff and singing that, I feel like I just have to focus more on the uh, the vocal part. But Reasonable Doubt was not easy, though. Yeah. No, just because there was like a, a lot of tricky rhythms and you'd have to sing at the same time. So, you know. Yeah, I know. But it, it definitely jams, definitely got a groove. Nonetheless, it fits, you know, it doesn't feel forced, which is good. So. Thank you, man. Um, still one of my favorites, for sure. But, uh, yeah, everything's good. Hopefully, uh, otherwise, up there. Uh, you know, work, family, all that stuff. Work's good. Family's good. So, I really have, uh, I, I have no complaints just trying to put my best foot forward, you know. Nice. And then uh, I guess we'll see what next year brings. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys will uh, try to get outside of Boston or not. Um, if that's something you guys talk about. Or... I think, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, any, any, any sort of aspect that you'd want to look forward to in a band, be it having a bunch of releases out or touring you know trying to play um festivals let's say i mean i never rule anything out because i love you know as tedious as it could be sometimes you know it's with anything you're passionate about you're gonna have times where you either feel like you hit a wall or you know you're feeling um frustrated i mean that's all part of it so kind of embracing that is something that um really will will help you um, and help you cope with it along the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to tour and, and probably start with something, um, smaller. I mean, I've toured a little bit in the past, but it's something I definitely want to do again. It's just something that's, um, you kind of keep it with you. They're like unforgettable experiences and they're really neat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm open to all of it, you know? So yeah. we will see. Uh-huh. It'll be interesting. My, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I probably need to stop mentioning it until I actually do it. 
But my uh, my general long term goal for this podcast is to create a festival for it. So that would I'll be, be so cool, man. I'll be uh, inching my way ever closer. Started working for like a, a sound and stage company on the side. Um, so there may be uh, some light at the end of that pipe dream. Uh, one of these summers, hopefully this coming summer. But if not, you know, it uh, we'll see. Hey, if it's what you want to do and you put the steps forward to get there, it's it's just a question of when, not if. You know what I mean? That, that's my yeah. mentality with things. I think that's the mentality to have. Yeah, I agree. I look, I look forward to that, man. That's Obviously, you guys will get a little invitation for sure. If you wanted to I come would, down this way. I would love to play that. Um, so we'll see. Likewise, if, if for some reason I ever venture up that way, I'll uh, I'll let you know. Band, band or not, oh, um, like I said, Absolutely. I do sometimes head up to Rhode Island, but uh, cool. But yeah, I mean, overall, just fun checking in with you um, and getting like some kind of you know regular guests on. Um, <laughs> am I you know am I deemed, am I a regular now? Is this the method you've, being that? You've crossed the threshold of twice, so that I think makes you makes you regular. The twice threshold, I love that. Cool. Um, I think the record right now is five, but that's just because my drummer um, literally started his own solo career. So anytime he wants to do an episode, I'm like, well, we <laughs> you just... can't say no, right? Uh, it's also like half the time we hang out, we're just talking about music stuff anyway. So I'm like, so should I just turn on this, time. turn on this microphone and turn it into a podcast episode? Like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of one of those deals. Um but uh, but yeah, I'll definitely um, slap uh, slap the Persian Night song on this episode. Help cool. you guys get it just slightly farther, uh, hopefully. A um, couple more streams, maybe. Tell people to put it on some put it on some playlists or something like that. You know. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I've, yeah, that's um, something that you know has 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 been on my mind. Um, but it seems that I don't know it's just like a weird thing playlists like i feel like lo- looking for them i mean there's a lot of like spamminess and stuff these days when it comes to stuff like that um so i think you know just making sure the music goes to as many ears as possible and then you know it takes that one person that likes it that has a playlist and word of mouth and things like that you know yeah no i mean it's got to be organic man i mean you can yeah force your way and or not force but you can get lucky with you know a viral tiktok or here and there and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. but you know the people who actually like your music and would possibly come out to your shows have to be i don't know real in some way exactly that, that's why i mean so. that's why like uh i appreciate bands that are not huge but have you know just weathered the storm and been at it for a long time and have accumulated a, you know a lot of music and people maybe it's not you know thousands of people or even hundreds or whatever go see them because they genuinely like like what they put out i mean that's just really that should be what it's all about right there you know what i mean that's really cool to see yeah well uh, i'll let you kind of get back to the day here i don't know um what you got going work wise but uh obviously. i'm taking my my little uh couch lay down slash blanket 
snuggle here. I know you you yeah. see me on this first time. I'm just like all blanketed up. Um, yeah, you look look pretty comfy. But so. yeah, I have I have work again actually, so I'm just yeah. like trying to like I'm just chilling before I have to leave for that. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to interrupt your nap or whatever. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Whatever your in between work ritual is, so pre work uh, ritual, nice. Um. And yeah, you'll probably be just before episode 100. So, closing Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. You're getting there, huh? Yeah. So, trying to make Are you going to do something crazy for the 100th episode? Um, believe it or not, I just talked to uh, one of the uh, big dogs around here this morning. Uh, so, he's going to be on episode 100. The Love it. Cool. Band called Ballyhoo down here in Maryland. Nice. Awesome. So, um,. That'll be the big shebang. You'll probably be rolling in around 96-ish, 97, I don't know. So That's cool, cool with me. Um, I'll let you know when it's coming out, maybe next week or something like that. And um, send right. me the date on that brewery show so I can mention that. And, I will. Uh, possibly, I don't know if I have the Persian Night song, but maybe if you could email me that. Like, the, like a Wave? Wave or MP3 is fine. Okay. So, sounds good. All right, dude. All right, man. Awesome Take it easy. Take it yeah, easy. Bro. See you. So yeah, I want to thank Giorgio for coming on, and thank you for listening. Once again, the song "Persian Nights" is what you're hearing now in the background. So definitely go check it out on Spotify and iTunes, and check out pregame rituals wherever you follow stuff on social media. Yearning